1: Welcome, one and all, weaves and casuals alike. We are Baka and Company. We're here to provide you with a deep dive into all your favorite anime shows and movies. We'll talk about both new and old, and everything in between. If you have suggestions, please send them our way by either giving us a tweet at Podcast or sending us an email at Podcast at gmail.com. We've been reading a lot of your feedback and making adjustments as we go. So we're trying to grow, trying to get better, trying to get harder, better, faster, stronger. Uh, with this episode, I do. Want to point out, uh, there is a mature audience warning. This episode does have sexual themes and adult content, as the film that we watched uh, portrayed a lot of that sort of content. Uh, on this episode, we have myself, Drew Tendo sixty four, or Drew, joining us as well. Will be Element, the one in all, the one in famous, woo, uh, Silver Lobo Sensei, our returning special guest, Calibot, and now introducing Undead Frank Fritter, no longer a ghost.
3: Wow, look at me. I'm actually here.
0: I I didn't realize it was Halloween themed. Oh, happy
1: mistake. (laughs) I mean, this this movie was
3: very
0: spooky. (laughs) Too spooky. (laughs) Hashtag too spooky. Alright, so today we'll be talking about the 1997 psychological thriller, Perfect Blue, directed by Satoshi Kohn. This was his first film that he directed. Kohn had also worked on the fifth OVA of Jojo's Bizarre Adventure. Some of his other famous works that you might know of are Millennium Actress, Tokyo Godfathers, Paranoia Agent, and Paprika. Sadly, Satoshi Kohn passed away in 2010 due to pancreatic cancer. Perfect Blue follows Mima Kirigoe as she transitions from being AJ Pop idol to an actress but issues arise when a devoted fan of her pop idol image can't differentiate charms mima from mima kirigoe the movie explores the idea of existing in two different states of being the person and the avatar so i know before we actually are like in between talking about this like in our own little chats uh y'all had some thoughts anyone (laughs) have like like any burning thought that they want to get off their chest right now (laughs)
2: <laughs> I have regrets. having <laughs> this be the uh, episode we're doing. Dang, dude. I was like, "You know what? Callie, let's have her on. It'll be great. She has great taste. I wish we watched
0: wow, the Wow, you're Biss blaming instead.
3: me? I mean, y'all wanted a movie. That's you true. like y- she wanted she wanted Made in Abyss. You guys wanted a movie. Why I the fuck made you guys Abyss, didn't too. make Made I did in, not not want to Why make y'all watch? didn't say Made in the Abyss the movie? I don't know. Have you watched
4: Made in Abyss, Lover?
0: Oh yeah, okay. actually yeah, actually I was, was, was gonna cool. say oh, at
4: least it. this was just a movie. Made in the midst of suffering extends out over multiple episodes, so <laughs> I don't know.
0: I mean, does it though but,
2: but it's it's nice it and like it's it's just a it's cute, has its moments, the art's beautiful, there's a mystery to it. This was just a horrible just a messed up thing that I watched of a okay, freaking so, movie. Important distinction though.
4: Yes, it was like, you know, <laughs> very like uh I mean it's a psychological thrillers you sort of expect like very extremely dark, very uncomfortable to watch, but it was good, right?
0: Yeah. Oh yeah, it was yeah. good. Yes.
3: No. Uh, so before we started this everybody's like, "Oh, go get your snacks, your fluids of choice." And I specifically brought a bottle of wine and I don't I don't have a glass of wine in front of me unfortunately, but um I brought right? a uh, bottle straight of straight wine so button. I can drink a a glass of wine because I was going to say other than some things, this movie has really aged with, like, a fine wine. Like, this movie is way ahead oh, of its absolutely. time. Yeah, for yeah, sure. Like, holy this shit. This is, like, literally... It's, it's scary. I mean, the fact that she
4: had to get the computer installed in her apartment, it's like, you you imagine, <laughs> like, all the issues where, you know, dealing in society now, you know, with the internet and stalking mm-hmm. and all that sort mm-hmm. of stuff, it's, like, literally on that exact moment pre- precipice, like that this movie was written and and delivered so i was very impressed at Yeah, how, uh like you said ahead of its time it's time it was
3: yeah like when cuz i mean with technology now when they said we're like oh go to www.mima'sroom.com i was like oh fuck they have a live stream of her room going same, on dude, and i was same. like like but but me having to go back to 1997 it's just like no that shit doesn't exist quite yet and if that, it did that, didn't, that yeah
1: and if it did it'd be really bad jpeg quality like some of, <laughs> some of the stuff some of the images and and what they're showing of mima and and just her average daily life i i don't remember stuff being that crystal clear stuff being that great even i know like we here in the west had a lesser form of of what the internet was back in ninety seven, but like my nineteen ninety seven internet was like IGN.com, Pokemonmasters.org, and like not even Gaia Online. That didn't exist yet, but like NeoPets will say. And that stuff was so, so uh, archaic looking compared to the internet. Like her website is so well done. It's got like separate headings. It's got crystal clear audio. It's I, I, I mean, just they good. sort
2: of nailed the, like... Also, like, like, the the, uh, the the images, it would have loaded, like, oh, line <laughs> sitting there for, like, half an hour, being like, all right, halfway there! <laughs> like, they
3: didn't have to log into AOL at all. Like, there was no, like... Uh, for me, internet at... So, in 1997, it, internet did not exist for me. Like, I was a kid that didn't get internet until... Probably the early 2000s, like, my parents wow. were just like, Let's, yeah, no, like, I never owned a computer when I was a kid. Like, we had a family computer, but that was just for homework and whatnot. Like, I wasn't on the internet f- until I was probably closer to, like, 9, 10 years old. And so, like, 1997, I was just like, wow, she's not even logging into, like, AOL. Like, there's <laughs> no, like,
1: brr, Doesn't she use, like, um... Isn't it Netscape or something? Netscape Navigator is what pops up. It's like a little ship wheel, right? I think so.
3: Probably.
4: I mean, that's what people used back then, right?
3: Possibly. I remember when Netscape. When I first
4: started oh. using the internet, I think Netscape was just going out of style. And like stuff like AOL, I don't think it ever made it over to Australia. We just had standard dial-up.
3: Yeah, that, that, that was definitely a US thing. I don't know if it was a Canadian thing at all, Drew, but... Um, yeah.
1: We had we had AOL like it was still America Online and I uh, recently inherited my uncle's comic collection and he got Wizard magazine quite frequently so I have a stack of AOL CDs in my basement that I have no use for absolutely whatsoever. <laughs>
3: <laughs> but we can we can all agree though that this movie was a good movie. Oh yeah, yes. well absolutely. Yes. I does any I'll, does anybody think differently? Logo, oh. uh,
4: disagree. Yeah. Okay.
2: <laughs> I I honestly like I was bored throughout most really? of this. Really? Okay. I didn't find it like the the thing with the computer and her setting it up and her being like, I don't understand any of this. I was like, Yeah, that 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 makes sense. This is brand new piece of technology. That tracks <laughs> because it's a giant fucking thing. The TV, like, it was a nostalgia chip seeing that little tiny TV, and I'm like, Holy shit! And like. <sighs> Honestly, like, the, the the story was interesting, but, like, I still was bored with really? it. Okay. I mean, I didn't, I, when the, when stuff started going down, like, toward the end, that's when I was like, <laughs> what the, f- what? <laughs> and that's when I, I, like, I put it in, the, so... in our little chat, like, I have thoughts, <laughs> and then the big twist didn't even happen. Yet. So, no, really, really? Like,
3: So the the whole envelope exploding in the guy's face didn't do it for you? Like, that didn't kickstart anything for this movie for you?
2: I mean, that was just, like, a holy shit moment, but other than that, like, I didn't... Everything else just kind of... It kind of, like, dipped after that. Like, nothing really... I I guess it's because I've seen a bunch of other horror movies Mm. or, like, suspense movies kind of like this, so it didn't really... Do anything for me. That, it, I thought it was a it was a good movie. I wouldn't say it's a great movie. That makes I sense. I mean, yeah, that makes sense. It's just it's not my thing. I either. mean,
0: I feel like that that juxtaposition that we had her as like the idol Mima, and then we get a a shot of her just going out to get groceries. That's like setting up the premise of what this movie is about, especially with the stalker character. Because I mean the the greatest like imagery that I know in this movie that people will say that have been in this movie is the stalker just holding Mima in her like when she's dancing as a pop idol in her hand. And I think that's what the boring part of this is supposed to be is to just realize that there are that there are two different people. There's Mima and then there's this pop idol figure that people idolize and fantasize about. So I think that's where the film is supposed to be going towards. It's not supposed to glamorize so th- anything.
3: That that scene, uh, like that initial scene where he's just kind of like playing security guard mm-hmm. and like him holding his hand up just like on a pedestal is like is Nema, like holy sh- like that that shot is absolutely Dude, fantastic. It's such and good then, then when like it's such good imagery, and then somebody throws a yeah, can right? and just ruins it. Yep. Oh my god, that like just just art wise that. Like art wise and imagery wise, that scene is like the most pivotal scene, and it happens within the first five minutes. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: And and the best part about it is you get like a good background kind of story going as well. Because before we really see them take the stage, and we see, uh, I think the the stalker guy's name's Uchida. I think so. Uh, before before you get to know him more, um, you have other characters in the background, other Cham fans. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm and and uh they're they're all talking, "Oh, what show, this show, that?" and then they're like, "Oh, it's those guys from last time. Mm-hmm. they made a disturbance, and i and I know it's the script, and I know it was the nineties when it got dubbed, but mm-hmm. if you like and I we're never gonna change these these worlds that these people inhabit, but like these guys know there's other shit disturbers. they know there's these guys that have have come before this, so why aren't they doing anything? Why are they being so
3: like?" that's that's mediocre right so the the pop idol group that she's a part of is like is mediocre like they they are like run-of-the-mill okay this is just a up-and-coming pop group Mm -hmm. like a pop idol group and the the way you know that is when she leaves the group she looks at their newest single and it reaches number 82 or 80 something on the charts and they're like wow that's the highest it's ever been it's like holy shit was your group really that small? Was your following that small? So you got to wonder why were these like delinquents just like fucking up every single show that they'd go to? All right, yeah.
2: I mean, the other thing is like they're performing at like a mall yeah. or something, which is the culture yeah, for that that's type true. of thing, so that's also like Cruise, like this is like a uh a passion project type thing and they they want to make it to the big yeah. time and that's you gotta you gotta go through the fucking uh gotta the 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 machine. they gotta yeah. do the tours right uh
1: right? i gotta yeah they were no spice girls mm-hmm.
4: i got a question did
2: yeah did you guys yeah
1: have
4: yeah. you guys heard of this movie before you watched it yeah, yeah. did you know anything about like no. um i mean kelly obviously you've watched it before frank uh, did hi. you watched it before as well
3: no i hadn't watched it before but i had heard of it and like earlier this year i like people made a big deal that the fact that it was getting a a re-release or a new release on blu-ray so that's the only reason like i was like oh okay let me look into this and i was like uh, oh, this doesn't really look up my alley and then when i found out we were watching i was like fuck it i'm just gonna buy it because it was on sale and i was just like you know what It may as well support it mm-hmm. like because i know <laughs> i know silver was just like why did you buy it? You could have just rented it for like three dollars. I was like, <laughs> three
2: bucks. I was like, three bucks. I'm so just cheap. gonna
3: buy it because you know what? Like, I can have it. I can rewatch it if I want to. Like, like <laughs> if I I know to. we were talking about this earlier before the podcast, like uh, about rewatching and who does who doesn't. I love rewatching things, so that's why I bought it. Um, because like I, like I.
2: I you didn't even know if you were gonna like it. Oh, I know, I absolutely. But if
3: if I hated nothing. it, if I hated it, there's like a secondhand store down the street that buys movies, games, <laughs> etc., and I could have just fucking sold it. Immediately. So I was it. just like, at Craigless. worst, I'll just sell I mean,
4: it. The, the reason why I asked is because uh, I didn't I didn't know anything about this movie um, apart from the fact that it was by Satoshi Kon, um, mm-hmm. but I didn't know where it was going because, funny enough, I was reading. I've been reading uh, a manga called um, Oshinoko, which is. It's I, I sort of thought the movie was going in the same direction. The the manga is much newer, so obviously it wasn't aping or anything like that. But the the manga it's about like a, an idol and she like gets pregnant and she has to keep it secret because she's an idol and you know you can't be seen as impure that sort of thing. And she has her kids and then there's some other stuff that goes on. But basically a stalker finds her and kills her. So I thought this was going in that direction with you know the stalker guy hunting her down. But then it started going in a completely different direction with like her like starting to lose track of reality and like what she was doing on set of this show like merging with her reality and like all this stuff happening so I thought it was really interesting in that way I I definitely didn't see it going in that direction which kept me really engaged and obviously the final twist at the end I didn't see coming at all as well I really thought
3: well it's I mean kind of to expand upon what you were just talking about like that manga that you're reading like it's it's weird to think and like if you don't know this like if you're a prevalent entertainer, whether you're in the movie business, idol business, or even a YouTuber, if in Japan, if you fuck up once, your fans, your whatever following you had mm-hmm. will not forgive you you're and done. will yeah, not you let done. you like you're done. That's yeah. it. You it's will not have a career really there. Just, you you like, gotta find something else. I it's, know it's it's insane.
1: I know it's a little extreme of a comparison, but wasn't that what happened with one of the voice actors in Judgment?
4: Uh, judgment eyes or whatever that was original the original voice actor for judgment like the main character guy some had some sort of controversy happen and then he just got blacklisted and
1: yeah yeah sega like removed his voice from the game completely and like recast it yeah i think it was like a month or so before launch in north america Mm
4: -hmm. yes very
1: and like and his like his wikipedia like is an abrupt stop His like His current projects, his new projects, and like potential projects all got removed and like his his casting agency like didn't have ties with him. Like he like you're saying, you're 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 gone. Whereas I find here in the western kind of things is they they try and repair it Mm -hmm. and we can talk talk all day about Robert Downey Jr. and what a godsend that man is. Oh absolutely. But we, like, it, it's so different where they, like, they hold people to a higher standard, like, and I've been using this sentence all week, like, be better, be greater, and I think that... I think there's an important it, distinction there, though, because,
4: you're right, if it gets out into the public that you've done some shit, uh, then oh, yeah. instantly your reputation is, you know, tarnished, and you're, you know, Black blissed, all that sort of stuff, but the stuff that goes on behind closed doors, as long as, you know, no one in the public eye finds out about it uh yeah yeah that that's, that's where fair that, game. that's where it uh it's bad i think yeah
3: like like i know uh, fuck i can't think of the actresses or actor or actress's name but there was an actor or actress that was like the go-to person in like early 2000s anime and they essentially got blacklisted And the like only newest gig that they had was in parasite and they i think they played the parasite i i mm. I can't remember exactly what it was. Parasite worked, but the yeah, anime, like, or yeah, Parasite the anime, okay. not the not the not the movie that came out last year. Which, by the way, fantastic movie if you have not watched mm-hmm.
1: it. I, I when I saw it winning awards, I was like, that anime won awards, <laughs> and one of my friends was like, dude, no, 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 no. I, yeah,
3: I tried watching that anime. It, I got like I gave it the three episode go, and I couldn't get into it.
1: It's it's a difficult one like I know we're diverging off of our our main topic but it I was about m- to say speaking maybe, of maybe, <laughs> maybe one day um so what I wanted to my little tidbit is I really enjoyed the world building because even though we have a bunch of paparazzi in the world or a casting agent a talent agent her or whatever Rumi Remy what's her Rumi? name Me, Mom. Rumi Mima yep. Rumi whatever Mima No no
0: Mima's
1: Mima's the main oh, character Oh Rumi her. oh you mean the yeah, major. her 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 manager yeah, her manager. yeah, like her manager. Like they all have great moments of character building, and they all have like a reason to be there. You don't really feel like any character is just here as a placeholder, mm-hmm. even when she's on set and she's like focusing on her lines.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: You're you're getting all these like people around her, and that they they have problems or well not problems, but they have reasons to be there too, and. I found this right up until a certain scene. Um, <laughs> very great world building and very like it was easy for me to get into this movie. And I think that's what happened the first time I saw it in 2005 is I got really into it, not knowing what it was. And then when that scene happens, um, which I'm just going to rip that band aid off um, in order to be in this film more, uh, her. Agent butters up the scriptwriter to add Mima into more and she's um portrayed uh into a rape scene where she's at a club, she's stripping and the scene breaks out and that's where she kind of starts to teeter on the edge of not being too well. Um one of the actors gets a little
3: Even the producers, even the producers, even know that this scene is so fucked up. They're like, "Yeah, like we would like to film this at an actual club, but like due to the material that we're doing, like no, like nobody would ever, nobody would ever let us in." Yeah. Um. And and even the actor, like uh, during the scene, they they kind of cut to move the camera, so it's like, "Hey, hold still." And the actor that's on top is just like, "I am so sorry." Like I. D- please do not like think of me like this. And she's like, no, 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 I understand. And like that to me is just like, oh damn, <laughs> like oh my god, like it's. You may, you may, you at home if you have not seen this movie. You may be thinking, oh, like it can't be that bad. No, it no, is it's bad. that they... bad. Like, like it, it, sh- it's like it shows them. Like on top of Nima, it shows them taking off the pants. It shows the thrusting. Like you don't see any insert insertion or anything, but you hear like it, Nima does a like her voice... Comm- commendation to the voice actress though. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. you can right. hear the fear in their voice. Like you know that they do not wanna be there. They do not wanna be doing this. This is I mean, granted, nobody wants to be doing that because it's it's a fucking felony. Um, but like
1: even portrayal in film like this yeah Mm -hmm. she's like for when i think back of dubs back in the day because like this was originally dubbed in the late 90s because a lot of the classic names like wendy lee are in there and things like that um but i always picture that old dubbing as like the old toonami stuff like outlaw star tenchi muyo and and gundam where when someone does anything on those shows they kind of announce it and like i'm going to attack you and their voice just goes up and you're like why are you talking like that nobody talks like that whereas this dub they it felt like they hired actors not voice actors and and to echo what you were saying frank like her her voice and some of the responses she have feel very genuine and that's kind of where after this scene this this film started getting more real for me
3: yeah, I I think I paused it after that scene and I like we took the dogs out on a walk cuz I watched <laughs> this with I watched this with my girlfriend. She was like, "Yeah, I'll watch this since like she doesn't like watching the the actual shows. She'd rather watch a movie and so she was like, "Yeah, I'll watch this with you." And after that scene, we we paused the movie. We're like, "Let's take the dogs out on a walk. Let's just kind of like get past this because it's it's an intense fucking scene." Uh I like if it does not leave you Feeling some sort of way of uncomfort, go seek help. Yes, yes, mm-hmm. please do. It, uh
4: I think like the the key, I think the key sort of things to take away, like from the storytelling standpoint, is the length of the scene. It just goes on and on and on. And you mm-hmm. know, towards the start of it, it's you can sort of tell she's still in the moment of filming because when they call cut, you know, everyone just sort of like returns to like neutral. And then Mm -hmm. the guy's like, oh, I'm so sorry. You know, we have to hold this weird position. And she's like, oh, don't worry about it. We're just filming the scene, whatever. And then as the scene goes on and they continue filming and it's like going for an extended period, then the blaring lights are in her eyes and she just goes like dead inside. Like it was really happening to her. And that's where, you know, things start really going wrong. Uh, I think that was really, really great, like visual storytelling. Um, Really uncomfortable to watch, obviously. Um, But it sort of sets up, you know, the whole movie from that point uh, onward of her sort of like disassociating you know reality from what's happening on set and she can't trust you know what she, what she's seeing versus what she's remembering sort of thing um yeah so really really effective i guess in the purpose of the scene yeah and then... i'd
3: agree it's it's just disturbing all over but th- i mean that is the pivotal scene in the movie where her sanity starts going to shit mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. yeah isn't that where she starts like losing track of like yeah
1: and and that's what i wanted to bring up to everyone so um before like we're not going to mention the twist but um i was getting confused here whether she was getting drugged or her like maybe she had a, a split personality where she was accomplishing her day in a character form and then she was waking up as her herself at home like Okay. Wait. What? Yeah. Then, so that's. And then she had to read to see like what she did that day to figure it out, which was kind of weird. So
2: I thought I was falling asleep during the movie. <laughs> so I, I remember, oh I didn't fall asleep. I just it just does that. Yeah. That's, so right, so I think cool.
4: um I don't think she was being drugged. I think this was sort of the effect of the trauma was that she was sort of going on autopilot through the day to film the show and then she'd come back home and wake up in bed, and then that would be like when she was a bit more lucid, but then she'd go to that website and read her diary in air quotation marks, which was being written by the stalker, obviously, Mm -hmm. to sort of inform what she thought she did that day. So what she actually did was go to work and film whatever, and then go home, and then she'd read the diary and imagine that that was her actual day, like going shopping or whatever the guy said she did, or like performing at the Idol concert, stuff like that. And then mm-hmm. I think uh, later on the scene, there's that where she's trying to film that um, scene where it's raining or whatever with the, the other actress. She, like, yeah. keeps getting spooked by something and then it cuts to her being waking up in the apartment. I think Rumi comes by with, like, cake and tea and that happens twice mm-hmm. in a row, exactly the same, like, same shot framing I think, which is a great, great, like, technique because you're not even sure if it's, like, the movie stuffed up or something and you're watching the same scene again. But then Rumi says, well, no, I was here yesterday. And then, you know, you sort of get the idea that this is happening, like, over and over again, sort of thing. Like she's actually doing days, but she's not remembering them properly.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah.
3: And I and because of that, I couldn't figure out if it was actually like she couldn't keep track of what was reality, what wasn't at that point, because she longed for back to to back to being an idol or not. And I that's part of it like, sure. I've Yeah, yeah. Like I feel like I th- feel like a part of it was and. I the at the end of the movie I think that I was wrong about that for the fact that even at the beginning when she went to speak with her agent back at the agency and the idol group the other two girls like made it onto the top 100 like they were like oh like uh, uh shoot what's the what was actually the idol name of uh, the group Chum. or the Cham. idol group champ yeah, champ like they were like, Oh, Chan may be better as a two person group and she is still within ears, like, mm-hmm. of that? I was like, Oh like I let out a visible like an audible ah. and Sam's like, What? She didn't she wasn't affected by that? And I was like, Huh. I guess you're right. But like with the rest of the movie, I was just like, But is that right? Like, did she miss being an idol yeah, or not? I think
4: I think there's there's like, you know, multiple factors, but I think part of that is definitely she has lingering regrets. I think she ultimately she wants to be an actress, I think. Um, but obviously when you leave something like, you know, when you change jobs or whatever and you see your old job, like someone gets filled in with more pay or whatever, you know, you sort of have that sort of regret. I don't think she Mm -hmm. necessarily wanted to go back to being an idol, but she sort of had that lingering sort of regret that she left it. And then they suddenly started succeeding, which I think is pretty normal. I I think it's like multiple things laid on top of each other to sort of create the end result.
3: (sighs) But yeah, no, I mean, overall... Uh, like that, that dive down into insanity is just, it's, it's haunting. It's it. Cause like at first I was like, I could keep up. I was like, yes, this is reality. This isn't, this is reality. This isn't, this is reality. This isn't. And then I, I really couldn't tell. I think it was further down the line once her manager got a little more involved mm-hmm. that I could it, it blurred the line of, okay, what is, like, when she actually started seeing herself, I was like, yeah. okay, like, then her days started going quicker, quicker, quicker. I was like, what is reality? What isn't? What is? Yeah. What isn't? And, th- like, I, I thought for sure I was like, oh, I'm not going to get confused by this. And by the mid to, like, third, three-fourths through, I was like, okay, what is reality? What is going on here?
1: Right, because I wanted to point out too. There's a there's a point where she checks on her fish, mm-hmm. and they're all dead. Yep. And she loses it. She cries. She has a big tantrum, and then we see like two fish just hanging out, like two survived. But then later on, the full fish tank is perfectly fine. Mm-hmm.
3: Mm. Well, that's at the twist.
1: So what I'm thinking is, I was I was thinking one of two things. Did she did all the fish die because she she was losing track of time and she was just not able to, like, be lucid enough to feed them.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Or was, uh, were the fish killed as kind of a, a tipping point by, like, one of the perpetrators mm-hmm. to set her off? Wasn't, or was it not even real?
2: Fish, I was about to say, like, wasn't that moment where she saw the fish dead and she had that tantrum, wasn't that, like, the day of the rapes yeah was it? i i believe it was So like that's when that's when the spiral happened so like that was she went through that traumatic day of filming and everything and she was having she, it was a fucking rough day that's probably the one of the worst days of work of her <laughs> life probably she comes home and the one of the joy she has in life her fish they're all dead and just like i assume that that was foul play like okay yeah yeah it's Life, uh, and then after that, it started going farther and farther. See, later, I, like, here's here's spying. why
3: I don't think it's foul play. Uh, so at the very end of the movie, um, I won't talk about quite the twist, but the reason she finds out she is not like in her own apartment, she's in a dummy apartment, is because there are there there's a full fish tank of the fish that she had. So I think. Her real like I don't think it's foul plays because if it were foul play, that person would have known those fish were dead and would have gotten rid of the fish. So
2: That's fair. She in a fake this apartment? Gummy, we it's hard it's hard to talk about it. Yeah, because, she was in a like, fake
3: apartment. Yeah, that, was. apartment. Yeah, that wasn't her apartment. What? Like if you it, I missed yeah, that. Yeah, because so so yeah. when she goes outside to chase herself, which she's like jumping down the light poles. When she goes outside at the very last scene, it is a different balcony. Mm
0: -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah.
3: So she's in a fake dummy apartment like this person knows her so well, has been to her place so many times that she can recreate that apartment. So that person hadn't been in her apartment since the idol days because that poster was up. The fish were there. That's why I don't think the dead fish was foul play. because that person would have known and gotten rid of the fish because i
4: thought what was happening was rumi was coming over like when she was not lucid to take care of her or whatever and she was putting like the stuff like the clothes there and like replacing the fish and all that sort of shit i didn't realize it was just but even so that
2: makes
3: mm -hmm. a lot of sense but even yeah but even so it's
2: hard to like it's hard to talk about that because like at it involves a twist, is why my pro- thought process is. So I can't like explain why well, I think it's this way. Well, I'm just, I'm just let's
3: let's it. let's go over the twist then. Let's just go over the twist. Yeah, uh, rip that band-aid off. Go for Callie, it, right? Ca- No, 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 Callie, oh, It's okay. it's your episode. You rip that band-aid.
0: So Rumi, who is the the manager at, like she had a, and like a perfect idealized. Version of Mima in her head because she's been with Mima since like the very beginning, since her like her idol debut, and so she like built Mima from like the ground up, and so at like some point she just started to kind of think like, oh hey, I'm Mima because I did all of these things because I did all of this, and so and she she used to be an idol, right? Did she?
4: Yes, they said she used to be an idol, and then she transitioned to being a manager.
0: All right, completely. That went over my head. All right, (laughs) but it uh, makes a lot of sense though. It does make a lot of sense. sense. And so she, she wasn't the one that was uh, writing Mima's uh, Mima's room. That was the other dude. But towards the end, after the confrontation between Mima and her stalker, uh, Mima passes out, and then she ends up in like this double ganger room, and she's kind of we're still kind of iffy on if she's. In like reality or not, but then uh you can kind of see like the show shows that like in a mirror, it's Rumi who's in a a new idol costume for her, and it's her, the one that's been like harassing her, like doing all these other things, and it kind of just goes on like a chase sequence of Mima just running away from Rumi trying to survive because Rumi is just like, "Hey, you're destroying this image of Mima that I have created that I am." You're not Mima anymore. I'm Mima, and so there can only be one. Look at me. I am the Mima. Now. <laughs> yeah, but like, and
3: and even to to go back to our conversation of the dummy room, uh, even at that scene where she is at her like in the apartment, like the uh, shoot, I forgot the uh, the manager's name, but the manager's just like, hey, we haven't done this in a while, and Mima's Mima, like, yeah, we we really haven't. Mm-hmm. And like the next scene later, she's back in the apartment after the um, after stalker guy, which another band aid rip here, stalker guy decides to like, he's on the same track mind as the manager. And it was just like, okay, you're not Nima anymore. You're an imposter. You need to die and tries to like kill her, but instead tries to like first rape her, then kill her. And so like, Nema escapes that situation and after that situation the manager brings her back to what we think is Nima's room, which at that point I don't actually know if that was Nima's room or the manager's room.
2: Uh, i I think it's Rumi's room. I that think she so, her yeah. To. Are you talking I mean, about the these, the yeah, apartment? Because the fish, yeah, the fish. The fish the fish. Right? The fish, the fish yeah. The, yeah. Fake, the fake area. So like here's here's my reasoning why. Like, I think I think it was foul play on the fish because of that entire thing. Rumi left during that filming day. Oh. Because she was too emotional for her. I think she went over there and killed the fish as, one like, a white one. Again. I, I don't know. Just foul play, whatever is going on in that fucking mm-hmm. crazy mind of hers. But the other thing is, like, she believes her to be the true mm-hmm. Mima. Well, that was. So that means she should have the fish. Her fake room that is uh... meant for, for the idol. Would be the true room, which means it has the fish, not her. She does not deserve those fish. They should, that make know, that's oh. fair. That that's makes sense. But
3: how 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 would you po- like how would you kill the fish in that instance? Punch, like, them. Punch them. You
4: just gotta put a little bleach in there, they're, and they're, they're dead. Punch them, I guess. Um, yeah, that, that... take
3: them out
1: one by one and just be like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> bit,
3: um But I I I want to go back real quick. I really want to go back to like that is also uh rumi's descent into madness as well like during the filming of that scene like both her and the uh, like she's the manager and then the manager for that part for that movie are in the room watching the scene and like the guy you can see he's upset like he's uncomfortable and then there's rumi just sitting next to him who has a cigarette in her hand that has just so much ash just like just hanging out the end of the oh, butt yeah. and she is just like in shock that she cannot believe this she's like this isn't it like this is her descent into madness as well and i i didn't really realize that until the end of the movie because like when that big reveal happens
2: they both have such an emotional reaction to that whole extended scene Mm. that's being filmed like at the beginning he's just like oh it's just a scene doesn't matter and then she's nervous about it she doesn't like it and then it keeps coming back to them, and you can see him getting a little bit more distraught. She's obviously in shock, and then she leaves with tears in her eyes, and she's just like, mm-hmm. I've had enough of this. I, no way. She, so leaves. she leaves. And the guy's the exact same way, but he, he stays there because he has to. He can't show like weakness to these guys who are in charge of the show. He needs to show that him, that he and his client can stick with it and keep – Keep getting more scenes mm-hmm. and everything else. Yeah. For the show. yeah.
3: He was the one that asked for this. And... Essentially, not necessarily the scene, but he's the one that asked for her to have more parts. So, like, yeah. yeah. So he can't.
2: Yeah. He can't show weakness to the the uh, and the bosses. To clarify,
4: Rumi is meant to be like her talent agent, like Mima's talent agent, which is why they're like working one on one. And mm-hmm. the other guy, Tadakoro, who's yeah. like the the dude, he's like the manager or the owner of the talent agency itself. Oh, which okay. is why that he's makes like more sense. The head sense. honcho sort of guy. Um, yeah so he's there to make okay. sure
1: like stuff is going the right, right. way so he he, can he has a vested interest getting in her jobs yeah. Yeah, yeah and getting more yeah okay yeah
4: because one of the the things i mentioned is that the idol group wasn't doing well like financially which is why they were excited to get me into acting because that could be huge for their talent uh, yeah. to bring more money to the exactly. agency because yeah.
1: okay. that's another thing i've learned not through any actual research but mm-hmm. just through anime um <laughs> that talent agencies are by the thousands in japan and almost all of them have their hands in multiple things so though although you might be that agency's voice actor you're the you're the breadwinner for for anime for your group there might be three guys behind you who are all doing like hand models they're doing like tv show spots to be like hey i'm so and so from this agency and we have a a idol group called akb forty three (laughs) thousand that you might want to see and it. Like, how did you get forty-three <laughs> thousand? Well, we just hired the entire town of Shibuya. Um, but, anyways, I digress. Yeah, uh, yeah, but that's is that a reference? <laughs> no, it's it's me spitballing <laughs> and wasting everyone's time. Which I'm really good at um,
3: which um, you actually repeated it back like perfectly, which I was very surprised about.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, one of the things, like like you said, with R- Rumi, like going off and and disappearing so like when you like it's not until you get to the twist at the end that she is doing all this that you start piecing it together that her and the stalker i originally thought were working in cahoots like she was sending him over to do stuff to move stuff around and mess with her and and whatnot but you see like it's it's two different people that viewed mima in very similar lights and they wanted her to be something that she's not mm-hmm. um but the one part i think we skipped over was when uh what sets off her her stalker is that she goes and does a photo shoot uh mm. yeah i was going yep and, i, I and hope something so would bring yeah. that up so the photo shoot like this is another part i couldn't piece together cuz i don't know Like, maybe it was because she's shutting her brain off to certain things. So, the original photo shoot that we see as a viewer is... It's a very scandally clad one. She's undressing. She's showing bits. uh, But you never see, for lack of a better term, the goods. Like, she doesn't go nude from what we see as a viewer. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's not until later on that she gets a copy of the magazine, I believe. Or... uh, It's like... I'm pretty
3: sure they show top during the the photo shoot. And then when the magazine actually comes out, like, it's full frontal.
1: Yeah, so, well, that's why I thought as a viewer, like, I, maybe I was watching a different cut. But in my cut, like, I only saw her getting ready to expose. I never saw any of that until the magazine came out, and it was full everything. So I when that got exposed, and you see the the stalker was, like, flat out, like, this is not who she is. She should not be doing this. And he just buys, like all the magazines in one store and that Mm -hmm. poor clerk is like sir you know you got an addiction and and we have counseling services for this however i'm not gonna say a thing because they didn't have enough in the budget to animate my mouth so Mm -hmm. i'm just gonna stare at you blankly (laughs) Uh, because i i make that joke because earlier in the film uh when you see like the people that go to the concert talking Mm -hmm. it literally is the cell shaking there is no mouth movement what they did is they uh, on the background they left uh, a spot because the cell is clear uh painted it black so when they when they shake the cell up and down instead of animating mouth flaps that's all they're doing they're just moving this cell up and down and they're talking and they're like hey jimmy how are you doing today it's like not so bad tom <laughs> uh but uh i digress yet again um but when he buys all that, he that's, his, I think, his tipping point, too. Yeah. Where he's like, that's it. I have to stop this. I have to fix this. Like, she is not pure anymore. And then, uh, so as he's starting to go into his descent, uh, we also get a taste of how Mima is like, yo, that wasn't cool. I'm going to have this really vivid dream about me going over to the photographer's house and killing him. And then another time skip and she wakes up and she's like, huh, that was a scary dream. Mm. Guess what, everyone? it wasn't
3: was it the photographer or was it the the writer of the film because I, I thought it was so the writer it was, a it was the photographer the dream she oh. had was the
4: photographer but the actual the writer got murdered before that i believe yeah um, mm-hmm. but that yep. wasn't a dream that was just like a scene that they showed
3: so so then the question is because i've i've had this on my mind who did all the killings okay, yeah, Was it to talk was about it the this. Was it was it the ugly bastard of a stalker? Because let's be honest he is the definition Rumi. of the ugly bastard in anime. Or was it Rumi? And I think, I there, think it was
0: I, maybe a mix between the two. I'm
3: so torn. I'm so torn. I want to say it was the ugly bastard and, they, and Rumi okay. and her him were okay. working you in cahoots.
2: You already saw his reaction to it though. He bought out all the magazines. He had a mental breakdown about that. She knows who these people That's are. That's fair. She's been yep. to this productions and everything he's just security he probably sometimes even get through the door we don't even know if he was actually there working security that might have been just her head yeah. fucking with her true we know for a fact rumi was there
3: and she true but the the other the other fact that we have is whenever she comes out in the new idol costume and uh approaches nima or uh, yeah nima she was like yeah, uh stalker guy can't remember name insert name here. Mm. I thought he, I thought he was he was just like us, but he, he turned out to be no different from them. So my thinking is that they were working in cahoots. He was the one that was killing everybody except for when Nima has the dream about her killing the guy. I think that one was roomy and everything from that point on was roomy. Okay. But I think, like, the letter in the mail and everything else before that point was the stalker guy. I have a counter theory.
4: So, uh, one is, I I might be misremembering this, but I believe the police say when the writer's killed that, or the photographer's killed, that the weapon used was similar to the writer, and they're trying to find connections between the two because they occurred so close together. Um, And in the photographer kill, you see that the Rumi clone—I mean, not the Rumi clone, the Mima clone—which I think is Rumi—is using like an ice pick basically to kill the photographer. Mm-hmm. We yeah. don't see what kills the writer, but uh, it looks very similar. You know, eyes stubbed out and all that sort of stuff. Um,
1: yeah, because they say it's—it's. It's, um stabs a with sharp... over yeah, yeah. A sharp yeah object stabbed him over 70 percent of his body yep yep and it's the same Very it's similar. the same thing that happens to the photographer yeah yep.
3: um so yeah, but you can you can use a screwdriver like you can use an, a similar object yes, like
1: as your Some... lawyer frank this... please don't incriminate yourself <laughs> <laughs> there's, a, there's a throwaway there's
4: a really throwaway cut um where you see there's like a missing poster or something for or like a wanted there's, there's a missing poster for that, that for that punk, punk that's that. at the concert at the very start of the movie. Yeah, mm-hmm. Who, who, who oh, died. I did, I think, I did I not he, see think he died that. in, like, a car crash or something like that. And so... I'm sure he yep, did. Yeah. I, I missed that. So, yeah, so I think what's happened is the stalker has killed the delinquent guy, and that's the only kill he's done, and then the stalker's, like, quietly typing away on his website, Mima's Diary, and then Rumi starts emailing him towards the end of the movie and eggs him on to kill... Tadakoro, who, like, forces Mima to do all this stuff, and Mima as well, because she's impure. And then stalker guy fails when Mima gets away from him and knocks him out with mm-hmm. a hammer. So Rumi goes back and finishes the job, kills both of them, and then puts them in the corner, you know, together, which is why their bodies are next to but, each other. Mm-hmm. And then she takes but Mima even, home to the fake apartment. But
3: even before that, even before that, though, um, like, he he's in his room doing the diary, like, dear diary, yes. and... Mm-hmm like a uh, a phantom nima appears and is just like yeah you need to kill that fake one of me like that leads me to believe that she's killed in the past him. like y- yeah that's
0: the <sighs> emails. he's reading yeah.
4: he's reading the emails from like membrane and air quotes which is the roomie who's running that account she's the mm-hmm. one sending the emails cuz later she says that she she's the one who sent him the emails and she's disappointed that he failed in doing his job and when she goes to kill Mima in the end she's using an ice pick which is the same weapon that was used for the yep. other kills yep. so I yeah. think Yay. Rumi was the one that did all the killing
2: Thank
3: Thank you. You. I paid I didn't have to rewind the movie like you did because you <laughs> fell asleep, alright? now <laughs> Hey,
2: we found out I didn't fall asleep. I at least I know what happened all of us before watching this movie. What I anyways, think it
3: I mean, it's sort of
4: you know open ended. It could be either or. Yeah. yeah it makes
3: sense. That's yeah. my it's thought. It's up process. for interpretation and um but yeah, uh, to me I thought that he was the killer behind like the first things and definitely the mail envelope uh in which like tweet at
2: us yeah yeah uh, tell us your thoughts is frank wrong
3: (laughs) i think so Jesus, (laughs) but yeah no i i definitely think that he was the original one where he sent the letter in the mail to like where the explosion happened i think i think he was that i think he was the first the first the first killer um, the and the bully killer, but I think after that it was. I mean,
4: we know the photographer Rumi. is Rumi because of the clothes that Mima finds in her apartment.
3: Yeah. Um, well, not only that, part. but like it was, it was like Rumi thought of herself as Nima, and it was like the fake Nima, aka Rumi, that was stabbing her. Yeah.
4: Also, I want to shout out, I mean, lots of really great examples. Like we talked about the stalker having Mima in his hand at the start of the movie. Lots of like. Great examples of like uh, direction and framing and stuff, but I think my favorite, my favorite shot. It's not very subtle, but it was just it's just fun that they did that. Was uh, at the very end when, like, super eerie the way the fake Mima like you know just sort of prances around and like moves super yeah. fast. Mm-hmm. I thought it was really great effect, especially when she's chasing the clone through the hall. Uh, that was a really great scene, and then that really. Uh, quick cut when she's running down the stairs and it cuts to Mima giving her like a really sly evil smile. Mm-hmm. I thought that was such a great shot and then also at the end when she's running away from uh, Rumi at that point and it's like you can see Mima's effortlessly banding after her like like effortlessly banding after her and like you know floating behind her like you know sort of keeping up and then you see in the, the window as she's running by it's like Rumi like covered in sweat like out of breath like sprinting as hard as she can. <laughs> yeah that true.
3: was good.
0: Yeah i th- I think. Oh. oh, go for it. Oh, you sure? You can go, Frank. You can go.
3: Nope, nope, nope. Go for it. <laughs>
0: He's talked enough. Man. Yeah,
3: i've I've talked a shit ton on this one. I'm making up. I'm making up time, but go for well, it. Well,
0: because I think that has to do. I mean, I just find the just like the ghost Rumi, or not Rumi, Mima just showing up all of the time just fascinating, especially since she initially was just like, "Hey, yeah, okay, I'll do. I'll transition into." Uh, being an actress even though i don't want to so i think she was accepting of moving on from her past i just found it interesting that it was the ghost of her career that she previously had that was coming back to haunt her every once in a while instead of Mm. uh like not showing like that was what was haunting her instead so i kind of want to bring this up as to like this movie came out in like 1997 when social media wasn't even like a thing like wasn't even like a thought in satoshi Kone's mind or i don't remember who actually wrote uh, perfect blue but it's highly prevalent of our world today that like i mean we all know each other we all interact with each other a lot but like what i portray to you guys and what you guys are portrayed to me and everyone else in this chat like it's not who we actually are to a certain degree, so I was just wanting to get your thoughts on that. At all? Are you gonna go around murdering people, Kelly? Is that what you are Uh, maybe. You'll never know, Shit, dude. All right. <laughs> I mean, gonna... you're in Australia. That was, you're that in Australia. Was, that was you're fucking.
4: The fight Kelly? She's acting us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Here,
0: I'm just gonna book a ticket to Australia. Don't worry about that. Don't worry. It's fine.
1: That's creepy. <laughs> um, just like shows way. up at your door with an ice pick oh, and a pink dress. Absolutely.
3: Oh my god.
0: Dude, a a aesthetic. Piece of pizza man costume. Aesthetic dude, aesthetic.
1: So I think this like this film was definitely ahead of its time. Like in even in the nineties, I'm sure we can look up the tabloids of any and every celebrity that had a meltdown. But I think now like comparing it to now, like it's definitely the the easy access to data and the easy access to information that the internet's given us that you can literally type in, what does The Rock eat for breakfast? And you can, he probably has either posted himself or someone who's close to him posts his meal plan. Mm-hmm, um, yeah. I read. No, I, I don't know. I'm just saying. Okay, <laughs> I don't want, I'm, I'm using examples. I don't need answers. <laughs> don't destroy What I just it picture The Rock just roasts. Yes. I just picture him roasting a giant cow every morning. Honestly, um,
0: would not be surprised. Uh,
1: well, he ripped a, a, an electric fence apart to get to work. All right so because he's going to be late (laughs) yeah so so there you go right easy access to that information but um this was taking it in a way that like some fans are that devoted some fans do want to learn more there's been like numbers of restraining orders throughout the years uh, of celebrities trying to to prevent this sort of stuff from happening and this
2: not even just celebrities, like internet mm-hmm. celebrities know them. like
1: So uh, internet celebrities aren't real celebrities? Yeah,
2: the YouTuber singer? Two or three years ago, Gavin. Oh, Gavin, yeah. Yes, oh, yes. Right, yes, yeah. that yeah. right there. A guy broke into their home in the yeah. middle of the night. Mm-hmm. Fucking
4: yeah. terrifying. Yep. I mean, there was the, the, there's like a YouTuber who's a singer and she was doing a concert and she got killed. I can't remember Oh, him.
0: right. Oh, crap.
2: That's yep. a scary Oh, my movie. God. Yeah. 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 Right. And so. I was a I'm a huge fan of her. I was so fucking upset yeah. when I heard about mm-hmm. that. So many examples
4: of this stuff happening and it's just like Right. Mm-hmm.
1: And and I'm don't I'm not saying that now that we've seen this movie we noticed it more, but I'm saying that he took an example like I have heard of like I know I made the joke earlier but AKB48 um they've had their share of very creepy uh fans. Um they made a CD years upon years ago and it was limited to like 10,000 copies, and if they sold 10,000 copies, they'd hold a city concert uh, in the city that bought the most, so whatever, one guy literally (laughs) bought 5,000. Oh, jeez. And his his wife divorced him.
0: Yeah. Because they had no
1: room in their two-bedroom apartment in Japan to have these 5,000 CDs. He's like, no, 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 I'll resell them. She's like, to who? To who? (laughs) Um long story short there there are like instances of of terrible fans and i i believe he was reaching out to say like this is the extreme circumstance this is my film take on it and this is how how it can change people ruin people and create a monster shall we say and i don't think i've ever really without like a, a hollywood budget film been treated to something that Made me feel this way in a film. Mm-hmm. Like I, I can't even think of the last live-action film that made me feel gross, unclean, and just overall not great.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but those are my final thoughts. I'll leave it up to the rest of you. Uh,
4: I really enjoyed this movie. Um, I was, I didn't think I'd be engaged immediately because I don't think I was necessarily in the mood for something that was like sort of slower and more uh I guess drama, you know. I sort of was in the mood for something more action y or upbeat, I guess, faster paced. So I mm-hmm. didn't think I'd be drawn in as much as I was, but I really enjoy I think the subject matter is something I really Um, having seen so many stories of this stuff, I feel like it's, it's such a toxic part of like the otaku culture that just doesn't get talked about Mm -hmm. much, um, and it's hard to talk about it because it's more of a thing that happens in Japan specifically with otaku culture, even though there's plenty of examples of it here, like we just talked about that YouTuber Mm -hmm. that, that got killed in America, but I think this specific sort of take is, you know, Japan specific, um but yeah i I found myself really enjoying this movie obviously it was very uncomfortable, not enjoying it because it was f- fun to watch, but because it was you know thought provoking really well made and crafted uh you know all the stuff I heard about Satoshi Khan being a great director is absolutely true um, I would definitely recommend it if it's not something that you you don't uh definitely recommend it if it's something you think you could watch if you if it's something that's like really sensitive subject for you, you know, obviously I'd probably avoid it, but um, if it's not, uh, I think it's definitely worth watching. So recommend.
3: (laughs) Yeah. I'd be on the same boat. Um, The subject matter is very difficult to watch. And at certain times um, it does relate to people now. Like, I mean, I even know I have a friend that by no means is she like a huge YouTuber or huge on Twitch, but like she recently is just like, she had a stalker that was like really like bugging her and her uh, I don't know fiance or just boyfriend but just like it was affecting her and I'm just like this movie kind of made me think to like that was happening to idols and now this shit is happening to like it, it can happen to anybody so like if if you if you cannot handle like subject matter like that I definitely just pass this podcast is probably good enough of a talk um, about it. Mm-hmm but if if you can't stomach that if you if you think you have um the mental capacity to do it like to to withstand it and not kind of be scarred by it because it is very daunting. um I would say definitely watch it 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 definitely aged well for the fact that this shit happens more often than not, and it's it, and on top of just the subject matter, like it's a good thriller overall like it, it, I did not see the twist coming whatsoever. Like to me, that was just like holy shit! Like that was great. I didn't think of that. What? How? How? Like, and then you kind of look back and you piece it together, and you're like, oh yeah, no, I should have seen the signs. But I, I definitely would recommend it if you if you can get past some of the subject matter because it is difficult to watch.
2: I, as I've said in the beginning, I wasn't a fan of it. It's a good movie. Uh, I, I echo everything that everyone else has said about it. If you're able to watch it, excuse me. If you're able to watch it, then watch it. If it's too sensitive for you, then obviously just skip it. Here's Mm -hmm. a podcast. Enjoy. Uh, It's not something that I think uh, is anything diff. I guess in a way, this was the precursor to everything I've already seen that had the same sort of thoughts and everything with other movies like other thrillers or mm. horror movies so in a way this did have an influence on everything i watched maybe that's why i didn't find like it going so, back like, to watch citizen Kane as interesting. Whatever,
4: when you've seen every other movie that's come out since then <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah <laughs> but like uh yeah it's 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 a good movie the animation is really great uh the frames are fantastic but like uh it, yeah i guess i'd recommend it If if you just if you want to see like that side of life at that time, because Jesus Christ that computer, (laughs) (laughs)
3: damn! Just through the computer, like yeah. If you wanted like a if you if you're we talked for like fifteen minutes about the (laughs) computer. if (laughs) that was the highlight of if you were born like (laughs) if you were born in the years nineteen ninety seven and on and you don't know what it was like in our time and you want and you want a good representation of what it was like. If you want a good representation of what it was like trying to get the internet to fucking work, go watch the just like the first 15 minutes.
2: <laughs> look up what dialogue <laughs> oh, sounds <God>. like. <laughs> just look that up. Oh.
0: That was my life.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, so...
1: Um, oh, Kelly
4: didn't say anything right?
2: Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah, oh, sorry. Lilia, Kelly, whoops.
0: Uh, I mean, I'm not going to say... I'm not going to outright not recommend it because I do believe that the... subject and what it's trying to portray is important. So maybe just like go watch like an analysis analysis video. Like um Super Eye Patch Wolf has a really good analysis video of it. Mm. Um since like at least for me, uh like I'm the youngest out of this group here. I am a college senior and so we I mean at least I grew up knowing that. I know you were old men. Uh wasn't gonna say it, but you did. Um, so I grew up with people saying like, "Hey, what you put on the internet is going to stay on there forever because you can't really delete anything." And so we've kind of been groomed to make sure that our online presence is an idealized version of ourselves, and that can have repercussions, even though it's meant to be a good thing. So it's important to to realize these things and what how it affects us. But it, again, if you're if you can handle it. I would watch it. I would recommend it. At least, maybe, maybe not perfect blue, but like anything from Satoshi Kon, I would highly recommend. Like, um, Paprika, solid recommendation.
3: Hmm.
1: You mean Inception?
0: That yes, that too. Except more fun <laughs> and more colorful.
1: Yeah, when it was first announced, I really wanted to see it, and I got myself hyped up, and then I just never went back to it. Um, so what I tried to do earlier and then almost unfortunately cut off callie's uh, comments oh, um what are we all feeling for next time
3: it's a blank slate everybody it's a blank slate everybody's had a chance at, okay. uh, or had a pick, so this is the first time we really can debate what the hell we want to watch. Okay, I've
4: got two recs I can throw at, and you know you guys go for it. I, I I'll
3: I'll go I'll go la- I will be happy to go last because I have a lot on my plate that I would like to recommend. So uh, first recommendation is Katanagatari. Uh, I don't know if you guys
0: uh. watch
4: of that. Uh, it's a bit harder because it's a bit long. Um, it's twelve episodes, but the episodes are longer. I think they were there were like double slot, so I think each episodes. 50 minutes, 45 minutes, or something. Um, but it's a, uh, sort of an action adventure sort of series. Um, this girl comes to an island with this guy who's like living alone with his sister, and he's basically like a savage, you know, he's just like hunting and surviving, and she sort of hires him as a bodyguard because she needs to go across the world or the kingdom or whatever, and, uh, I can't remember what exactly her motivation was, like kill a bunch of people or just like return to the throne, something like that. I didn't watch the whole thing the first time I watched it, but I quite enjoyed what I watched. Um, but that's, you know, it's a little bit of, uh, bit of sweetness there, lots of action, uh, very adventurous, nice world, lots of great characters. Each episode is a contained arc, basically, so like the, the main plot is that they're going around collecting all these swords essentially, and each episode focuses on that person who wields the sword and how they defeat them, and then they move on to the next guy sort of thing. So that's one. And then the other cool. one would be uh, Tsuridura Children, which is a romantic comedy about all these different characters in a high school. Uh, and <gasps> it's like 10 yes! out of 10 like, hilarious, heartwarming, wholesome. Every single character is excellent. Like, every, every scene and stuff is funny as fuck. It's great. Is that
3: the is that the show where each episode is like about twelve minutes long?
4: No, I think it's a twenty-minute show. Um, no, from
2: memory. What am I
4: thinking it, of? It
2: spaces out between several different like characters and their relationships. Yeah, so it has
4: other. a massive cast, and that they tend so to good. like they tend usually each each bubble will like sort of keep within themselves, but there's like a bit of crossover here and there. Um, but it's just.
2: You like see someone yeah, in the background they're, they're or like all at the towards same. the end they might start yeah they're all at talking. the same
4: school so they tend to like pass by each other but usually it's like with these character this set of characters will be you know interacting with each other and having their own story and then you know each yeah you know, every sort of scene or part of the episode is about a different set of characters and then you sort of build up the cast and you get to know them all across the twelve episodes uh, and it's excellent it's really really great um i just
3: looked it up they are 12 minute episodes by the way are they oh
4: okay i didn't
3: remember that yeah i i because i was like wait a second i know i've watched this show or at least something similar and yeah it's it's 12 minutes episodes i i do really enjoy that show okay yeah
4: sorry that's another one that's very easy to recommend but it sounds like a bunch of us have watched it already
1: (laughs) what about you frank what were your picks
3: oh man um and and, so something yeah never mind sorry i was gonna say and make it quick Just because we're running
1: long in the tooth.
3: (laughs) As whatever. Um. So back to kind of what I said the last time when I was suggesting things. Um. A show that I haven't watched uh, that I've that's been on my watch list forever is Hinamatsuri. Bam. Still, just yeah. I I know elements watch it. He loves it. I've never seen it. I've seen like the first two episodes and I enjoyed what I watched, but I kind of fell off. Um. The other one that I kind of I replaced my random one, which I forget what it was even in my random one. Um, I replace it with the Saga of Tanya the Evil. Mm. I have not, I have not watched it, Same. and I want, and I want to Same. watch. I want to watch Isekai Quartet, but I feel like I have to watch all the shows yes, before you, I watch that. You do you it. have to yeah, watch. It. Yeah. So that's first. so have that's that's why I'm first. like, okay, I do want to watch Sonya, uh, Saga of Tanya the Evil because it is twelve episodes long. Oh, okay. It's, well, if yeah. You guys sure. liked, it's it's one if season. If you guys really
2: like the framing of scenes, you are going to love Saga. But, saga of Tanya Evil. It focuses a lot on framing and showing who's who's in perspective or who's in power in this scene, it's so yeah. Good. And
3: I, I've heard nothing but good things, and that's that's Same. one that's also been on the back burner as well. The last thing that I wanted to suggest, and it was the thing that I suggested last time, it's a movie, and I mean, I'm sure everybody here or a majority of you have seen it, and I, I fucking, it's top top three for me is the girl who leapt through time. No, I haven't. Watched it. Uh, I saw pieces of
1: it. I never fully watched it.
3: Okay, so movie. no for Drew, Callie seen it. I've, I
2: think I've seen it. But Silver I
3: don't... may have Element. Have you seen no, it? No, I, I, I don't really oh. ever watch anime movies. Actually, so okay. So, wow, so I. <laughs> sounds so depressed. <laughs> no, I was just gonna say like any, any for Rick movie. No, no, no,
1: Frank, me. you were like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I
3: am because that. Oh, it's such a good movie. Like, so I recently, I recently had a conversation with a friend. Like, hey, what would you suggest for like uh, an intro to anime? Like a movie, like a movie or like a uh, a TV show. And when we were talking about movies, they are like, yeah, I would suggest anything Studio Ghibli. And I said, false. I would not do Studio Ghibli at all. And they're like, why? And I was like, because the plots to Studio Ghibli movie, while good, they're very loose. They're like, and that I know a lot of people do not like loose plots unless they are a fan of the works of that, pre- of that director or something like that. So the Girl Who Leapt Through Time and um like The Girl Who Leapt Through Time, Summer Wars and The Boy and the Beast those would be my three recommendations for yep. brand new anime yep. viewers for movies because they all have defined plots and they're all just so fucking good. But I I would definitely suggest The Girl Who Leapt Through Time probably the most out of the three of them just for the fact that I love that movie. I really want to rewatch it and discuss it with people. Um the loose plot of it is basically Girl falls, like, girl has a group of friends, uh, forgets to do, like, a task or something with, uh, for school, and she ends up tripping and falling on what looks like a little nut, and, um, because of that, like, she f- finally figures or she figures out that she can jump through time, like, if she gets a running start and literal jumps, she can go back in time, like, a few minutes or whatever for how, how far she jumps. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's it's so freaking good, but yeah, that, those those would be my three that I recommend this week. What about you, Lobo?
2: I'm gonna go with two really quickly. Uh, first, the my absolute favorite anime of all time, A Place for yeah. the Universe. On my
3: it's on my it's on Just, my, it's on I my love list that
2: so much. It's it is like on my list to rewatch this how, year. How so long is it?
4: 12 episodes. It's 12 ups, what?
2: 12, 12 okay. episodes? Uh, and the other one is something I watched, I think it was earlier this year or l- last year. Oh, maidens in your savage. I heard Season. a lot of good stuff about that. It. it is. It is very. It's about a bunch of high school girls, and it is very mature for what it is. It's not like sexual or anything, but it does deal with like teenage stuff going on. So, like, there is discussion of like you know, girls liking boys and talking about having sex for the first Uncensored time. Uncensored hand-holding.
1: <laughs> Which one of you degenerates likes do... hand-holding?
2: <laughs> but they do go, like, in-depth with, like, their feelings oh. and how, who they are as as characters and growing from all of their awkward teen uh phases and angsts. Okay. Those are my Fair two enough. recommendations.
0: Yeah.
1: I think um Callie you should go next.
0: Uh okay quickly I would recommend Test because it's stupid it's short and it's a good time otherwise it's so good. Uh, the Ancient Magnus Bride is also a really good time and also Ooh. it's magical Aww. and the animation is That's on is my backlist. Beautiful. I, I almost so, I
3: almost put that up there because that's been on my backlist for like since it came out like I watched like the first two episodes or whatever I was like I need this all to go like come out so I can watch it all at once because this is just Gorgeous. Yeah.
1: I was watching it week to week and I think I got to episode <laughs> five. And I also so, feel
0: like I need to recommend something nice and happy.
1: Okay. So I'm gonna like I really like Magus, uh, because that's a great idea. Um for me, um I hate you all, so I, I would wow. really want to rewatch Shield Hero, uh, but also No oh. because Ugh. it's yeah, <laughs> exactly. But it's part of Isak Quartet, so there you go. It's one of the shows we got to get out of the way. But,
3: I okay, watched but it. Let's be honest, you, you, who honest. You... Who here hasn't
0: seen it? I haven't.
1: All right, God good. No, uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> but um, I'm going to go and piggyback off of Frank's suggestion with um, that other twelve episode one we all kind Saga of... of Tanya, uh, yeah. Tanya the yeah we okay. all kind of perked up with. So I like I had one person who wrote in through email which i'm going to fully disclose it was my dad um he he's like hey do you guys want to watch steam boy i really like steam boy and i own the dvd and i want to watch it along with you so i can i can participate Aww, i was like and i was like yeah and i've had it on my list since the beginning just because i was like you know what i haven't really fully watched it and when he wrote me that i was like oh maybe we should but we're gonna save that for another time maybe we'll do that um closer to the holidays but um, Yeah, I'm down for that. I think, I think the evil saga of What's-Her-Face is... I'm going to have to lean um, towards yeah, that. That's uh-huh, the title uh-huh. of
4: the anime, The Evil, evil Saga of What's-Her-Face. Yeah.
0: Well, yeah.
1: <laughs> of What's-Her-Face. <laughs> What's
2: <laughs> it's the saga of Tanya. Tanya
3: god damn it tanya harding
4: the saga of
3: no no Eagle. no we're not watching tanya harding's story <laughs>
1: <laughs> i like as a canadian when that when that documentary came out and everyone was like oh yeah i can really see how messed up and it's really sad she had to go through that i'm like it is not it was terrible you stole the gold medal away from us <laughs> i was in grade four when that <laughs> happened and i still hold resentment um uh, but you guys all want to watch Evil Saga of what's her face?
2: Yeah, yeah, damn I'd rather watch Saga of Tanya. <laughs> the yes, Saga of Tanya the
1: <laughs> Evil. All right, evil, so,
0: so
4: that's a uh... movie for the
3: extra credit.
2: Ooh, <laughs> uh, um, I, I don't know if you know the movie we'll talk covers about that. just the yeah, season
3: I... or not. I'll have to look it up. It's the it's the uh, oh, okay. it's the average. okay.
2: Well,
1: maybe we should watch that. No, um. We'll watch the, the 12 episodes, and then if people want to, they can watch The Abridge. So I want to thank everyone for joining us again today, especially Callie for taking time out of her busy schedule to be on this podcast oh, and listen to us all talk about really weird stuff. Um, we appreciate all of your feedback as well. Like I said, my dad's been one of the major contributors to our feedback, but so I have had a couple other people um, in the industry uh, write me about us being a new podcast and some tips and tricks um, and I'm also reaching out to some other podcasters to get their input as well so again if you have those suggestions please email us at podcast at gmail.com send us a tweet at Uh we look forward to chatting with you and for next week we'll see you then love you bye bye Bye. bye. baka, baka.